really mean it. God, you are so good. Sometimes when I doubt it, it doesn't matter. You're still good and you know. And you know what's best for us, Lord, even though in our worldly minds we don't know, Jesus. But you are good. Let that always be a song in our hearts that through my, no matter what's going on, you are always good. So let's let's sing that again, church. I want you to lift your voices and sing it. So I got to share a testimony this morning. I shared it in class. And uh, so God is good all the time. I got the chance to pick my son up on Friday. He's in college. This is my second son. He's at UAB. And uh, for the last, since August, I've been waking up in the middle of the night from like a 12, 1, 2 at odd times, trying to figure out what's going on, sweating. And uh, so I begin to pray in spirit because I didn't know what was going on. And so my son, I picked him up on Friday. And so he had begin, he began to tell me where he was during that time over the August, since August until I picked him up on Friday. He began to share with me, I've been over here, Dad. I've been to this club. I've been around people with drugs. And so God revealed to me that the times I woke you up to pray, your son was in danger. And I didn't even know why I was praying. I said, Lord, why you? It's one o'clock, two o'clock. I'm talking about throughout the week. I'm just waking up, sweating, like, what's going on? And I, was, I just began to pray in my heavenly language. And like I said, God revealed that yeah, your son, he was in some dark places. He was surrounded by drug addicts and got into raves and went to Atlanta. And he, he began to, he never opened up to me. And so Friday, he, I don't know what, I don't know why he shared it with me, but he began to tell me the places he had been. And just, I said, Lord, I thank you. You know, I was, I was obedient, even though I was tired. It's one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. I just didn't know what it was. And so until he revealed it to me on Friday when I got to pick my son up, and he just began to tell me all the places he had been and all the alcohol, drugs, and the people, and, um, so the goodness of God, you know, is good all the time. If, if you don't have your heavenly language, I would definitely encourage you as believers, when you don't know what to pray, pray in spirit. And you don't know, like I said, I didn't know what to pray for. I didn't know what was going on. I said, I'm sweating, I'm just like, Lord, you know, I was beginning to pray in spirit. So that's my encouragement to you this morning. I shared that in class this morning. And um, so God put that on my heart to share that when times that you don't feel like praying, I didn't feel like it was too, too I got to get up and, you know, at four o'clock, go to work. I'm saying, okay, Lord, I do obedience. I don't know how it works, but it, it worked. So my son came back and um, so I was hoping he'd come to church this morning. And, um, but anyway, I just want to share that and just encourage you that continue in prayer. Yeah. You know, this is a, uh, man, that is one of my favorite favorite times to worship is this song 
because it just takes me back. That's a testimony of what he's done in his life. And I can look around the room and lock eyes at everybody in here. And you're saying, God, you're so good because you know what he's done in your life. This should probably be one of the loudest songs we ever sing in this house because we all know what's going on. And we're echoing the same spirit, the same thing, because he is so, so good. When you surrender it to him, when you give it to him, he is so good. Even in the bad times, even when they're suffering, he's so good to bring that peace and bring that comfort. So I want to go back into that. Let's go back into that because I want, look, this always takes me back. It's, it's, this, this is, this is, this is just a moment. Always takes me back. Everything that I've looked and I can stand up here in front of everybody and tell you everything I've ever done. And I'm telling you, I, I can go back and look how God had his hands on it the entire way because he's so good. He'll never stop loving you. He'll never give up on you. He has a plan and purpose in your life. He loves your family more than you love your family. Come on, I'm telling you. He's so good. So let's just go back into worship. Let's just cry out to him this morning. Let's just tell him how good he is. Because I wish you'd be blowing the roof off this place. If everybody's praying, everybody's singing, everybody's talking about what he is to him. Come on. Come on. Oh, holy is your name.
this morning that somebody came in here and you're not feeling that you've been going through some stuff and in the middle of that song it says I'm blessed I'm called I'm healed I am whole and I'm saved I'm blessed I'm called I'm healed and I'm whole and I'm saved his name you need to believe that this morning. The only thing that's stopping you from walking in that freedom this morning is you. No matter how many times you've been down on the ground, how many times you felt like you tripped in the mud, how many times you just felt like you made the biggest mistake, he has never pulled his hand back from you. He has never pulled it back. Mm, he said, you're blessed. <laughs> and you're called. And you're healed. And you're whole. And you're saved. In his name. You got to believe that this morning. You got to believe that this morning. Come on. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Come on, touch the hearts in this house. Touch the hearts in this house that's feeling that right now, Lord. Touch the ones that came in right now, Lord, that are confused and they just don't understand what that is and they don't understand how to get that. Lord, I ask you to saturate them with your love this morning. Wrap your arms around them and love them this morning, Lord. Come on, Father, touch them. Let your presence, Father, lead to an encounter this morning. Come on, touch them, Holy. Mm, Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Mm, you're so, so good. <laughs> you're so good. Mm, we just love you, Lord. And we thank you that we get to do this. We thank you that we get to worship you. We thank you that we get to sit in your presence.
I just feel it this morning and we're just going to continue to sit in this and I'm telling you, I feel it. I feel, I feel somebody's pain. So I want you to know I'm up here. I'm going to pray for you. I want to hug you. I'm here for that. So let's just keep worshiping because I just believe, man, I can feel it. So come on. If you need it, I'm up here. I want to talk with you. I want to pray with you. get some prayer warriors up here in the church family. We're going to pray for, for a family right now. We're going to pray for healing in a family. We're going to pray for restoration and healing in a family from sickness, from, from everything that you can't do when you're not with somebody. How's that? How's that? We're just going to lay hands and we're going to pray together. You just, if you can't come up here, just stretch your hands out. Come on. Come on, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. And we love this family. We love Ron and Wannerine. We, we just love their heart, Father. And right now, you are so good. You can heal, Father. You can restore. 
Father, you can touch people. That, Father, if it's just on their heart, we ask you to, to send an angel right now, Lord. We ask you to just touch somebody right now, Lord. Father, we declare healing in their family, wholeness in their family, complete restoration in their family from any sickness, any disease. Lord, miraculous healing of body. Uh, Father, when it comes to surgeries, Lord, we ask that you heal them up. Father, we're not even a scar, Lord, that everything that, 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 that the enemy tries to touch, Lord, you just make it whole and you make it clean and you make it perfect and we declare that in Jesus' name right now, Lord. Just touch them. Bring them comfort knowing you're in charge. When everything around them looks like it's stirring and, and swirling out of control, Lord, bring, bring them to comfort knowing that you are still in control of all things. So comfort them and love them and saturate them. Father, we surrender them to you. We surrender their family to you. Touch them, Jesus. Touch them holy. Just move in their lives in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, we all just agree. And amen, amen. Come on, touch them holy. Come on. there's power when we can pray together as a family so we can't be hesitant about saying I need prayer man there's power in prayer come on we can come together as a family and just pray and cover people and man ah and we're coming here to worship and we're coming here to be in his presence and in that presence man there's healing and there's power. So, man, why can't you walk into that? That's the, that's the biggest thing is to, to trust enough with this family to walk in and just, man, let him do what he wants to do in the house. What he wants to do in your family. Mm. Come on. Mm. So, Father, continue to move. Continue to touch. Continue to heal. Come on, work your way through this place. Work your way through this place. Touch the hearts. If there's a pain, if there's anything going on right now, don't let it leave here without being touched. Come on. Do what only you can do. Yeah. Come on, just stretch your hands out here. Come on. Come on, Father. We just declare, we declare healing in James' family, Lord. We ask you to, to touch his family right now where they're at, Lord. That, that every one of them, when they, if they're sick, if they're, they're ill, if there's anything going on, Lord, we declare complete healing in their bodies right now. Better than they ever were before, Lord. Continue to move in them, heal them, and restore them. Father, we surrender them to you. Have your way. Have your way. Touch them from the, the, the top of their head to the bottom of their toes, Lord. Complete restoration in their bodies right now. Healing, healing, healing in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Come on. come to you. If you need prayer, raise your hand. I'll come to you. You ain't got to walk up here. You need prayer, raise your hand. 
because I'll come to you. I'll come to you. Come on. Come on. I'm going to come to you. Come on, prayer warriors. Let's go. Just keep playing up there. Don't you stop. We're going to pray. Come on. 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 Come on, holy. Right now, I just lift up Sterling to you right now, Lord. You know what's going on in his heart. Father, I just love what you're doing in him right now. So, Father, we just pray right now. I hedge of protection over him, over his heart, over his mind, Lord. Continue to grow him. Continue to stir in him. Father, we just ask you to release your spirit on him, Father God. Father, guide him and lead him into what's next right now, Father. Come on. Restore anything that's ever been broken. Restore every thought that's ever come in that's been negative. Lord, we ask you to, we, we just ask you to demolish all that, Father God, and we surrender this to you. Father, we just lift him up to you. Have your way in his life right now. Move in his life right now. Touch him, Jesus. Come on, all in your name, Father. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Come on. Heal him. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him. Touch him.
about, y'all. We come in here to be part of a family, to be part of something bigger than just a Sunday. So look, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to transition into a, a moment. You guys can go uh, get coffee or whatever if you need prayer. We have prayer warriors up here. We'll continue to pray. Don't feel like that's the end of it. We want to continue to pray for you. Uh, but it's also an opportunity if you need to use the restroom or whatever. We'll get started in a second. We love y'all. Come on, let, let's just give it up to God and, and we'll be right back.
speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority to take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, I'm singing this over your families tonight. I speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority to take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, sing it again. Hey. Take back our destiny. 
Come on, come on, come on, come on. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, who's excited to be here this morning? If we get really loud, people will come back in. <laughs> it's okay, we don't want them back in here. Oh, man, come on, come on. <laughs> Doors get locked. Lock in or we lock you out. Come on. I know. This, it's getting, you guys are getting a lot better, though. It's been, like, really good. I see people wandering back in. They're watching the clock. I think Ryan's going to make sure we have the, the clock in the foyer now. That'll be the next one. Then we'll get our countdown on, and, and we'll be celebrating. So, well, good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place. We absolutely love you guys. We're excited you're here. Um, if you are new, uh, you don't know, I am DJ and me and my wife, Jules, we get the pastor here and we're just honored to, to be able to do that. We love y'all and uh, we love this family. It's so good. I got to let you know, I'm sorry, man. I've been, I've had four shots of espresso already this morning and this, you know, our camera guys are like, calm down, man, because I'm running back and forth. So I'm, I'm going to try to do it in slow motion. This way I'm still moving, but uh, I'm going to try to stand still for as long as I can. Okay, look, if you're new here, uh, please fill out a connect card for us. Let us know you're here so that we can uh, reach out to you, talk with you, pray with you, uh, answer any questions. It's so important. We can't do that if you don't fill it out. You have all the information. Other than that, we're just guessing. Then we turn into those phone people that call you every now and then about your insurance from another state. We don't want to be those people. Okay, so fill it out so we're not guessing. Um, there's a lot of Tims out there all over the world. Be searching for them all. This is what happens when you, I get four espressos in the morning. <laughs> I need y'all to reel me in every once in a while today. It's going to be good. <laughs> all right, so here, if you want more information about who we are, go ahead and download our app or go to our website. Uh, all that information will be on the screen. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> it'll be up there at some point, maybe tgpmillbrook.com. Go to that one and you can get our app. It's kind of hanging all over the place around the church. Find a little uh, code and scan it. Uh, we have a, uh, we've been doing our kingdom classes nine o'clock every Sunday. So if, they, if that's something you're interested in, it's all about stuff that we just don't always cover on a Sunday morning. So come at nine o'clock, get your coffee, hang out. Uh, we had this week, we did our spiritual gifts and, and Jen had that over there. Pretty awesome. Come on. I, I love that stuff. Like that, that is like, that's really good stuff. So thank you, Jen, for teaching that. And then next week we have more churchy words with Brother Rick. And, and he said this is going to be kind of like wrapping them all in the one and stuff. This is going to be some serious stuff. It's going to be like reading the King James Bible in like 10 minutes, the whole thing. So now I'm just, <laughs> but if you missed any of his other churchy words, like show up because he's going to kind of follow up and wrap them all up. It's going to be really good. What that is, it's, it's the words you hear in church that you sometimes go, 
Like, I don't know what that means. I hear it all the time. It sounds cool, but I don't know what it means. And he gets to walk through those things and explain them. It's really good class. So expect to see you there. Everything else is up there. So don't, don't forget about that, especially going into the holiday season. You definitely want to go to the fitness and your nutrition one with James. That'll get you prepared for the holidays. So be ready for that one. That'll be a really good one. Um, we're excited about that. I am excited. We do have our baby dedication next week. So come on. That's exciting. If you have a baby and you want to dedicate, next week is the, the, the week. So let us know. I'm praying that Paxton will be here so that I can hold that little guy. Yeah. Come on. That's exciting. He's there. Right? He's sleeping. Is he sleeping or is he awake? He's halfway. Halfway in between. All right. I'm fixing to just take him right down. Don't worry. He'll be asleep the rest of the day. Um, baptism on the 4th. So if you want to get baptized, we're going to do baptism on the 4th. We have a lot of people. I think we're fixing the link. There was a problem online. So please let us know. Call call the Call the office here. Call the church. Let us know if you want to get baptized. We'll get that information. We're trying to get the link fixed. All that stuff got confused somehow, messed up. We're going to fix it. Uh, I am excited about uh, the 18th of December. I'm giving you the heads up. It's our ugly Christmas sweater Sunday. That's right. So we're going to celebrate Christmas uh, on the 18th of December uh, because Christmas is actually on Sunday. And, And here's what you need to know. I want you to take that Sunday and spend it with family. So there's going to be no pressure to try to come to church. We're not going to have church that Sunday. So Christmas Sunday, spend time with your family. Uh, if, you, if you have, Maybe you have relatives that you've never been to their church and they've invited you a hundred times. Well, go with them. Go spend time with family. Just stay home. And if you don't have family to spend time with, come let us know. We got a big family. We got a place. Come on over and join us. Okay, that, that's important. Like, you do not be alone. Make sure that you find some people to be around on Christmas. But, uh, but we're not going to have service here on that Christmas. So put that in your calendars. The 25th, stay home. Stay home, and, and you can worship from there. I promise you, uh, you can worship from there. But we're, we're going to take that Sunday off. And then the following, uh, the following week is actually really cool, too, because that's New Year's Eve, and I don't have anything for this. But um, So New Year's Day is the next Sunday. So we go from Christmas on one Sunday to New Year's Day on the next Sunday. All right, so what we're doing is we're not going to do a, a, a New Year's service either, but we're going to do a New Year's Eve service. So 7 o'clock at night right here on that Saturday, uh, we're going to invite everybody out at 7 o'clock on Saturday. We're going to do a New Year's Eve worship service, the whole thing. We're going to have a great time that evening. We'll get out of here in time in case you have stuff you like to do with family and, and go celebrate. Or if you want to stay here, you never know. We might just stay here for some of us and just hang out and watch the ball drop. We can, we can do all that stuff. And some of y'all just want to go to sleep. So if you want to go home, go to sleep, then that's okay. You're not going to miss anything. We, we have done this, but we've always done it right at midnight for the last several years. And I realize there's a lot of people that just don't want to come out at midnight. So we bumped it up to seven. So put it on your calendar. That will be our weekly service that week. And we're excited about that. This way you can sleep in and celebrate the New Year's at home. Um, so that, that's what's going on. Uh, I have This week coming up, something a little closer to us. So this week... Uh, coming up. There are no services, no weekday services this week for Thanksgiving. So no kids on Wednesday, um, no prayer on Monday. So please take this time to be with family this coming week. But if you want to do something and be part of something, the Welcome Center on Tuesday, we're teaming up with the Welcome Center, which is our food pantry that we pour into and help serve uh, from 4 to 5.30. We're going to be feeding people Thanksgiving meal down at the, I think it's the First Methodist Church in Millbrook. I can get that information to whoever wants it. But we're looking for volunteers. So 
uh, we're going to go down and feed people, and, and they have already gone through, and you know, they have a great program. So what we do is we get behind people that already have an amazing program going, so we don't have to create anything, and we just go, you guys are doing a great job. How can we help? And sometimes that's financially, and sometimes that's with hands-serving people, and that's what we're going to do. So Tuesday evening from 4.30, or 4 to 5.30, we're going to be joining hands and going down and helping with other churches, and we're going to feed right around 300 people. So it's going to be really cool. So we we get to bless people for the holidays and and make sure they have a hot meal, and it's going to be great. So, um, And then, let's see, uh, this is for today. So uh, Kevin needs a few guys today. Uh, before you leave, he needs muscles. So if you have muscles, um, he needs help moving some stuff. Five minutes. He said, five, Kevin said five minutes after service. So find Kevin if you can help with that after service. That's Kevin. Stand up, Kevin. There he is. <laughs> He's going to get some work done. Uh, it's real quick. He's got to move some stuff and he needs some, some people that can help with that. All right. And the last thing I want to do is, uh, Man, I want to bring Mama Rachel up here. Oh, yeah. oh. All right, we have a rule here that, that there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> so uh, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, Mama Rachel, her and Brother Bo, they're apostles over our house. And uh, these are family. This, these are people that have been pouring into us for years. And Mama Rachel came in and got to worship with us and lead our worship team and do amazing things uh, with our worship team and be part of this family closer than she's ever been. Uh, she got to pour into lives and see lives change. Well, if you haven't heard over the last, I don't know, six, seven months, they have now received a church uh, that they are leading right down the road. Uh, and she has been spending her Sundays here with us, worshiping with us to lead the team. Uh, it's time for her to go be with her husband. It's time for her to go pour into that family over there. Um, and we knew this was coming. See, she gets teary-eyed. I, I just, we knew this was coming. So I prepared my heart for this um, because we knew that, that, that they were leaving. They're going down. They're going right now. They're going to go on vacation today and celebrate Thanksgiving. Then they're going to Mexico. And the people that are going to Mexico on a Mexico trip with us, we're going to go down and see them down there in Mexico and spend time with them. And then you guys are coming back. And they've got, between running a church and missions all over the world, uh, you're going to be pretty occupied. And it's not that she'll never be back to worship with us because that's part of who we are. We all worship together. Uh, but she will no longer be leading the team uh, in that aspect. So we wanted to thank her today. We wanted to honor her today. We wanted to let her know how much she's loved and appreciated in our family. Um, but she's just going right down the road to be with, with her husband as they lead a church, which is absolutely amazing. I say right down the road, but we see she lives out by us. We see her all the time. You might not see her all the time, but we do. So that's the good part. So what I want to do is call up our, our elders. And uh, if the worship team wants to come up, we just want to pray over her. And we got, we got you a little card. And you don't have to open that here because I don't want you crying. <laughs> but we do. We, we just want to thank her for everything she's done. She's been such, so, I mean, it's just been powerful when somebody can step in and take over and just help lead us and guide us in worship. It's such an amazing thing. And everybody loves her. She's so amazing. And uh, so we just want to pray for her. So, Father, right now, we lift up Mama Rachel to you. And, Lord, we thank you for the gift you put in her. We thank you for the calling you put into her. We thank you that she got to pour into this family. We thank you for her heart. Father, and right now, we just ask you to love on her right now, Lord. Let her know that that she's going to take everything.
everything she had here, Father, is going to be poured into her family over there. And Lord, we, we thank you for what she's done. Lord, we ask you to protect them, guide them on their vacation and where they go, Lord. Just guard them right now, Father. Just, just Father, just continue to move in her in a mighty, mighty way from across the nations. Father, everywhere she goes, Lord, you're going to work in worship. You're going to work as a mama in her, Father. She's just going to be able to reach so many people, Lord. And we thank you for what she's done in this house. So touch them, bless them, and bring favor upon them, Father. We love them, and we know you love them. So, Father, we just lift them up to you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, let's give it up for Mama Rachel. Here comes the flowers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> time. Take your time. We're just, we got all the time in the world. I'm wired up. <laughs> that was huge, though. I mean, she got to step right into a role and lead us, and it's been phenomenal. So oh, we're so thankful. <laughs> Anybody else want to come up? Random hugs. Do you want to say anything? I'm very blessed and honored and privileged to be able to do that. And I just pray blessings on the church, blessings on the worship team, that they will continue to grow in their gifts and grow in the Lord. And um, I love and appreciate all of you in the church here, too. You've all been a blessing to us. And I will see you soon. <laughs> but um, I am very thankful, and I appreciate everyone and, and their patience, too. <laughs> so, yep, Jesus bless you. And Uh, see so good so good love it we love you mama rachel so so good and your family and all everybody else so it all comes with all the love well i guess we're ready to get into service so let me pray Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you, and we surrender everything today to you, Father. Touch my heart. Touch my lips. Let it be all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is really good. I mean, everything's kind of tying together today, which is really, really good. If you weren't here last week and what we've been talking about, we've been tied up in a series for about nine weeks, Freedom in Christ, and, and last week we were talking about prayer and kind of like solitude and getting away um, so you can have your time to pray and how important that was. Uh, we started talking about all that. We, we talked how that prayer, when you actually get away in isolation, that, that that led to presence. So when you get away and you isolate by your, that's what isolation means, by yourself and you pray, then that, that leads to his presence. His presence then leads to an encounter with him, right? That encounter leads to power and that power that you get in that, right, leads to confidence and to walk that out in your life, okay? That's, that's how you can have the confidence to walk in the power and the authority he's given you. But it all goes back to prayer. It all goes back to that time where you can just get away with nobody bothering you and just seek the Lord with all your heart. And Jesus did this, and that's what we shared last week. He's really good at this. Like, he was 
one of the best, right? So he, gets, he would go away and, and be with the Lord and spend time with him and come back filled up, powerful, ready to move, ready to do whatever it is and ready to walk in that authority. Uh, and so he did that a lot. And then I was reading through and I was reading this last week and the week before, and I knew God wanted me to speak on this because I love what he did. One of the last times he was praying in, in John, and we're going to talk about this, he starts praying for you. And I think that's very, very important that, that we understand as people that Jesus specifically prayed for you. Not for them back then, but for you. He prayed for you today. This is the first time you've walked into a church. He prayed for you. That's really cool that, 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 that he, he prayed all throughout. So we're going to open our Bibles to John 17. That's where we're going to pick up today. Because Jesus prayed for all believers. You know, it's pretty powerful when one, the guy that gets away to pray is, is the son, and he goes away to pray to his father, and he prays for all believers, all believers that are coming, all believers that were already believing. He goes, I want to pray for everybody that ever believes. This is really cool, and, and, and I'm pretty sure there's power in his prayer. <laughs> I would assume there's a little bit of power when he prays. So that's exciting. So that's where I want to pick it up. Is everybody there? We're in John 17. Uh, we're going to be in 20 through 26. And I'm going to read through. I'll probably stop a little bit as I read through this and just kind of get into it. I'm just going to jump in today because it's just a good day. So just, just bear with me. It says in verse 20, it says, I am praying not only for, those, for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. We can stop right there. That's the proof. There's the proof. He says, I'm not only praying for the disciples that are, that are there with him. He says, this is for all who will ever believe in me through the message. What message? The gospel. Come on, we, we can talk back in here. I love it. This is, this is I want to make sure we get this. So if you heard the gospel, he says, I'm, uh, you, you start believing. He goes, I'm praying for you all. He goes, and I pray that they will, be all, they, they will all be one, just as you and I are one. He's talking to the Father. So he goes, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that, they, so that the world will believe you sent me. Man, how powerful. I pray that they will, will all be one, just as you and I are one. He is intertwined. He is weaved in with the Father. That's powerful. You ever seen the, uh, you know, you, you'll do it in wedding ceremonies. You've seen the unity, unity ceremonies we do in weddings where they say, you know, it's not a wedding. It's not about a husband and a wife. It's about a husband, a wife, and God right in the middle. And what we do is sometimes we take these ropes and we weave the ropes together because that's how we're supposed to be. He goes, I am so weaved in with my father. My prayer is that every believer be just as weaved. I want, they want to be inter, entwined in us, in our spirit, and who we are. That's, that's what he's praying for. And why? It says, and, and may, may they be in, in us so that the world will believe you sent me. So if I'm reading that right, the world will believe you sent me. Let's read it backwards. When we are all entwined and we are all woven together and we are all seamlessly connected to the Father, to Jesus and we can go even deeper. What happened, you know, when he left, he said, what? I'm sending the Holy Spirit. So as you receive the Holy Spirit in us, that's what, that, that's the binding. That's the, that's the glue that keeps us all together. We all have, 
the Holy Spirit in us. And he's the same one. Like the Holy Spirit for Brother Jim is not different than the Holy Spirit for me. Right? You understand? It's the same one. He is the same one. He's in all of us. In the same one. So you can't go, well, he just speaks to you that way. No, 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 no. Like if he'll speak to Brother Jim that way, he'll speak to me that way. You understand? Okay, so, so I'm going to pick it back up. We need to be one. Why? So the world will believe. It takes unity. We all need to be one in unity. The church. And I'm not talking just like this church. Yeah, this, you know, this church, we want to be in unity in this church. We're talking about the church. <laughs> we, we, we need to be in unity in the church. And unfortunately, we live in a world where that's not true. Unfortunately, we live in a world that says this church is this way and this church is that way. And this is an all white church and this is an all black church and this is a Hispanic church. uh, And this is a church and this is a Baptist church and a Methodist church. And man, I get sick of all that stuff. I didn't grow up in that. All I know is that we are the church and we are the body and he made us all. And he's in us all. So why can't we just do it together? Like, to me, this just makes sense. Like, let's just do it together. And when we're in unity, when we come together, we can worship him together and do life together. Man, this is how what? The world starts to believe that Jesus was sent by his father. Come on. You guys getting this? You guys read this before, I'm sure. So this is just refreshing to hear it again. So verse 22. Keep talking. (laughs) Hollering up in here. Verse 22, it says, I have given them the glory you gave me. Hmm. He says, I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. You know, know, you got to understand glory. You ever try to define glory to somebody? There's a lot of ways to define glory. I mean... It's a verb, as a noun, as all kinds of stuff. And this here, he says, I've given you the glory. Defining glory is like defining beauty. Define beauty to me. That's difficult. Same thing goes with, with glory. I can define a football to you. I can say it's this thing made out of leather, kind of oblong with couple white lines on it and it's got some seams and we throw it around so if you didn't know what a football was i could define it really quick but when it comes to glory i start looking going what what glory did he give us what has he actually given us here like like because we received it are you guys as intrigued as i am (laughs) because i was like lord help me here you know, and I started looking into to what that really is. And I was like, Lord, what is this glory? It's, so the best definition I came up with is that he is holy. He is holy, which means he is, he is above all else. He is so set apart that he is it. He is like the one, the only, nothing like him. Right? So we, ha- so we have to describe how holy he is <laughs> in glory. So let's define beauty. Well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. How do I define beauty? What, I don't know. Like what, what, what is it that you look at something and it's beautiful? I guess it stirs something up inside of you. Something inside of you starts moving and, and it's different for every person. 
So his glory, when I look at that, I think about this. So the glory of God is the manifest beauty of his holiness. The manifest beauty of his holiness. So he is so holy when we see him in individually, right? The beauty we see in that, what we experience in that, right? That's his glory. <laughs> you all are like, that's deep. I know, because <laughs> I can't explain it any better. I'm thinking he's holy and he's so holy and so wonderful and so beautiful. And he's given that, that separation, that, that individual, I'm the one, the only. He has taken that and he's put that inside of you for the world to see. So his glory. So when you're around him, it's just, he's glorious. Now we can give him glory. That's different glory. Now this glory is not that glory. This is the glory of him that he put inside of us. So this is what he's saying. He says, I've given them glory, the glory you gave me. So the same glory that was in Jesus is now in us. Amen. That's good. <laughs> he said, I've given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. What a statement. If you've never believed that in your life, it's in scripture. I hear everybody go, well, is that in the Bible? He loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. Man, you need to receive that this morning. You need to walk in that this morning. That's why he's so good. That's why he's so good, because he loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. The Bible says it, because the Bible says it so. <laughs> Come on. It says, Father, I want these whom you have given me, given me to be with. All right, Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. So he wants us to be right where he is at. He goes, I want them all with me. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. So, so Jesus was sitting in the glory. He was in the glory. He was the glory before the world began. And then he came. And God put that glory. When he came down, he brought the glory with him. And then he said, I'm going to give that to every person. So he's already inside of you. He's already glowing inside of you. He's already there. You just have to walk in unity enough to let that flow out of you to start changing the world. Does that make sense? Because we just keep a lot of things penned up. We don't like to talk about what's bothering us. What's, you know, we don't like, sometimes we don't like to talk about good things that happen to us. Because we think if we talk too much about good things, then people are going to think bad things about us. I'm sorry. If the Lord's blessing you, let him bless you. It's okay to tell people you're being blessed. I, just, I don't get that. But we don't think that way. But the glory's in us for that. Hmm. So, so his glory is the going public of his holiness. Think about that. He said, I'm going to show the world how, how holy I am through my glory, which is in each and every one of you. But we've got we've to do something about that. That power's in us. That glory, that power's in us. And the world's not going to see it if we don't start doing something about that. And that's where unity comes in. That's where there's freedom in unity. There's freedom in coming together. There's freedom in, in, in walking this thing out as one. Goes on to verse 25. It says, oh, righteous father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. 
and these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. He says, I've revealed you to them. Revealing something different. I, I read it a whole different way. When you say you revealed something to me, you're showing me. He says, when you look at me, you see the Father. So every thought you've ever had, everything you ever thought of, of God, and, and you put him up on this thing and said, that's God. The wrath of God is horrible. Stay away from him. Don't look at him. Turn away from him. You can't even lay eyes on him. You need to get that out of your head. Because Jesus said, I revealed the Father to you. He says, how I walk, how I talk, how I act, my character, how I love people. That's my Father. Y'all just got it wrong. Like everything you've been reading, just from a different point of view. He goes, you need to hear from my mouth. He goes, because I was there before the world began. Who do you want to take it from? And I'm not, look, I'm not knocking on all the people in the Bible. Moses had a thing and everybody. I'm just saying that Jesus said, I've been there before the world began. And now I reveal my father to you. And this is my father, me. <laughs> Come on. So that you should be excited over the fact that, man, that's who we serve. That's who we honor. That's who's, who, I mean, we have his glory in us. Come on. All right. So what an awesome prayer, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he prayed this over each and every one of us. From that time on. Every time someone gives their heart to Christ and they believe, that prayer now just falls right into their bucket. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Like you just pick it up and go with it. Okay, but we need to be one. That's part of this. Because that was the prayer, right? They must experience such perfect unity. Unity is about being one. Unity is about being together. So unity is what we need. I started thinking about this this last week. Um, last week I shared my dream. Does everybody remember my dream from last week? I had tons of people with interpretations, which is awesome. Um, and that dream was, and now it started breaking down to me this week because I was like, that dream was that I was in a battle, right? And I was falling back in battle. I was by myself. I was isolated. And for anybody, it was a gun battle. So I'm being shot at. I'm shooting back. And I retreat. And I fall back. And I end up in a position of people I know. Family. Like church family and people, people that I am connected to. And as soon as I got into that, that unity, that surrounding, I was at peace. And I was like, hmm. So this week as I was going through that, I'm like, there is so much peace in unity and presence in unity and power in unity that when I came in from being alone and I was shot in the leg. So I was shot right in the main artery in your leg. And I felt the pain. It was painful. Like in my dream, it was painful. Like I was ready to tell Jules, take me to the hospital. <laughs> right? But then as soon as I fell back and I got into the presence of unity and family, I was at peace and I realized there, it didn't even puncture the skin. So then he started revealing that this week. He started showing me unity. He started showing me family. He started showing me how all this comes together and how important it is for us to have that unity so that this family, let's just talk about this family. We can fall back into each other. 
when we feel like we're on an island, when we feel like we're isolated, when we feel like we're out there doing our own thing, we can always come right on back. And guess what? When you get in this family, you're surrounded. There's unity. There's love. There's peace. There's caring. We're here for everybody in this family. Doesn't matter how long you've been gone. That's unity. Unity is we're all in this with the same vision and the same purpose and for him. So that's what he was showing me this week. See, the enemy is always trying to divide us. The enemy wants you alone. Right. The, the, the enemy wants to separate. The enemy wants to separate your family. The enemy can get you against your parents or against your siblings or whatever. That's all he wants because you can't operate as a unit. The enemy wants to get against this family. The enemy wants us to be divided. So they're going to come at you in different things and you're going to hear different things and you're going to have to make decisions and you can, if you hear something about somebody, you're either going to have to go to them and go, this is weird, I heard this, but I love you, so I just want you to know this is what I heard and I don't think it's right. Or you can walk away. That's what the enemy wants. See, the enemy wants you to be separated. The enemy wants to drive a stake right through it. He says, because there's too much power in unity. See, there's too much of that. And so when we stand together, we're strong. As soon as we isolate, he comes in like what? A lion and he's trying to, trying to pick off the ones that are just stepping away for a little bit. See, that's what happens. And this is not about, I'm not trying to tell you, come to church every week. Do I want you? Yeah, because I love you. But here's the thing. This is not about that. This is not a religious duty of coming to church. What it is, is being part of a family. Being part of a unit, being part of a family unit where you can come in and you feel safe. You feel safe to say, I had a bad day or we're going through some stuff or we're in financial need or, or man, I lost my job. Pray for me. Or, and, and we're here to say, it's okay. It's okay. We sang about it. Struggles are going to come and we're just going to get through them as a family, as a unit. Making sense? I'm telling you, I, I fought with my brother. That's the bad part about family is that you do fight. You do argue. I mean, I, I didn't have the perfect family, but I had an older brother whom I fought with all the time. Like, we would start arguing. My dad would put us in the middle of the floor, clear out all the furniture, and say, fight it out until somebody wasn't moving. And guess what? We did that a couple times. We don't talk <laughs> all the time, but when I'm around him, I love him. Never changed my love for him. See? Love never changed. You know why? Because I started thinking about what do we have in common? Identity. We have the same last name. Because we have the same last name, I'm like, we are always family. Which means I love you no matter what. That's how I treat my brother. That's how I treat my sister. That's how I treat my family. Even though we didn't have a perfect loving relationship where we grew up holding hands, skipping around, you know, that just didn't happen in my family. But I learned that since we have last names, I'm not going to write you off. Right? Same thing here. You understand? Same thing here. We all have the same identity. We are all sons and daughters of a mighty king. <laughs> and so it starts in this family where we start saying, we are all together. We are one. I don't care what you do to me. Why? Because we're brothers and sisters. We're sons and daughters of a king. And guess what? He loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. So if he loves you that much, why should I not? This is where it gets difficult with people because they go, yeah, but, yeah, but what? He didn't say, well, I love you, but. <laughs> so I love you no matter what. Amen. I love you no matter what. That's unity. That's family. So we just can't turn around and go, well, I just don't love you anymore because you said something or you did something or 
you went in that place again or we helped you once. It doesn't work that way. We don't have a right to do that. That's why unity is so strong. That's how the enemy comes in. The enemy comes in and says, ha ha, they're not going to want to talk to you anymore so you don't even go back. And then you go do your own thing. Then he starts what? Lying, stealing, killing. He does all he wants when he can separate you from everybody else. That's why we call this kingdom family. That's what kingdom family is. That's who we rep- represent, kingdom family. Okay? And, and not only in this church, we're supposed to do that with all believers. And I know we all say that's right, but it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes because we all come out of different places and we, we believe different things. Well, if you believe in the gospel, I'm pretty sure we believe in the same thing. Just because you have a denomination or you fall under something doesn't mean you're not a, I can't say you're not a believer. Like that's, that's between you and him, right? I mean, I mean, that's hard. So, so why can't we do things together? We do the food pantry. We go down there. There's multiple churches. We're going to go down to the Methodist church and help them feed people. Why, why not? It's not about us. It's about him. And if we're all in unity, guess what happens? The power, the glory, everybody starts realizing that he sent his son. This is where it all starts. It's how can we do all this together? How can we flow in this together? How can we put aside all our own opinions and everything we think of and say we can do life together? All right. So it's kingdom family. You don't have to pick sides. Because, man, we live in a world where they want you to pick sides. You understand that. From everything, you have to pick a side. I want to pick his side. So whatever side he's on, that's easy. I don't even have to pick. And if that's flowing out of you all the time, people don't even need to ask you. <laughs> They're just like, don't ask him. You already know what he's going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but that's the side you want to be on, right? But, but the world's trying to go, nope, you got to pick one. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Are you going to be red? Are you going to be blue? Or are you going to be black? Are you going to be white? It's so frustrating that they try to divide us when all we want to do with the same spirit in us is come together and be one. I mean, that's what we were built for. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with, one, with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Right there. We've read this so many times. Can I tell you this? That as a leadership of our church, this is huge to us. Our elders... Our leadership, this is huge to us. And you need to understand that that's what you fall under. That we come together, right, in harmony. Let there be no divisions. It doesn't mean we don't argue or fuss or have opinions. But guess what we do? We come together under one mind, thought, and purpose. And it goes from the top down. And that's awesome. That's awesome to see that play out. It's awesome to see how God can use all that stuff. Because the enemy, if the enemy can tear apart leadership, he can tear apart the whole thing. But it's so cool to see that our leadership is strong enough to stand beside and say, eh, we good. Doesn't mean we don't take bumps and bruises. I mean, how can you have a family this large and not disagree about something? Right? I'm serious. 
we, we disagree about what pizza to get. <laughs> yeah, hey, y'all think I'm kidding. <laughs> Are we going to get it from, no, which one do you get the best rewards from, right, Kevin? We need, we need, we need coupons and rewards. I don't care if it tastes like cardboard. <laughs> they eat less if it's cardboard. No, no, just, just, we don't talk about that. <laughs> They're eating the boxes instead, huh? They're like, box is great. But yes, so no divisions. But why do we get divided? We get divided because of pride. That's the number one thing that causes division in anything. It'll cause division in your marriage. Any relationship gets divided by pride. And man, we got, we got, we got to set that down. We just put Jesus over everything. It's going to be okay. We got to put him first. That's the key. Here's the thing. It's not that we don't mess up, like I said, but we've learned how to apologize. <laughs> That's what I've learned in this family. I'm not always going to say the right thing. Trust me, I get, I get emails and texts and everything. But I'm really good that if, if I say the wrong thing and you correct me, then I'm good with that. And I'll apologize. I'll come back and t- I don't mind that. Like, I'm okay. Because I can tell you that it's out of love. Maybe I just misunderstood it. My bad. No big deal. So, so we've got to be able to receive that. We've got to be able to walk through that. Man, that's what we do. So we apologize and move on. Let's go to Ephesians just some more. I just want to strengthen this a little bit. Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. Once again, it's Paul writing. It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle, Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. I love that. So when I start looking at unity and what it takes to have unity and how to maintain unity... It's about love. I mean, that's the key. There's a key of love in there, but it kind of breaks that down for us. It talks about the different things um, that we need. And when we think about his love and him and have, putting him at a forefront, what we realize is that we've all experienced his love. So we all know what his love is about and we all know how his love is supposed to feel. And we all know that the love that we feel from his is the same love we should be pouring out to other people. I mean, I don't think there's a single person that, that walked in and met him and, and he has had an encounter and they have encountered him and, and they didn't feel his love. So that's how that's supposed to flow out of us to everybody around us. So in this, it says we must make what? It says we must make, uh, where was it? Make every effort to keep yourselves united. It doesn't say make yourself united. It says keep yourself united. Which means when you gave your heart to Christ, you became united. And it says you need to keep that. So obviously something happens in between the time of receiving that, right, to the time you run into your first division. Something happens there because he says he doesn't say make it. He said keep it. I gave you unity through me. The spirit that I put in you. The glory that I have now put in you has made you united. 
So whatever you've done, <laughs> you have removed that. I've removed it. Let's not use remove. Let's say somehow you have forgotten that. Right? So, so you, you have chosen to not have that same unity. You have chosen not to walk that out. So he says, I need you to do everything you can, right, to maintain it, to keep it going. And the best way to do that, uh, the first, first way I think is big is to understand you have a common identity. Yes. Yeah, I talked about that just a little bit ago. That's the first key to understanding unity is that you have a common identity. Think about it. Uh, man, we can talk about sports all day. I'm not going to talk about college football. I'll talk about NFL. Not as many fans. Very wise. <laughs> so we have an Eagle fan back there. Here in the state of Alabama, she's not united with anybody. <laughs> okay, so, so there's no unity in that. You know, if you're, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, they're all over the place. We're America's team. Just letting you know, it's America's team. So, but here's the thing. You go to a football game and everybody wearing the same jersey, they don't care who you are. You're getting high fives, hugs. Someone scores a touchdown, man. Everybody's, you know, you win the game. People are storming the field. They're not looking at you going, you don't belong, you don't belong, you don't belong, you don't belong. It doesn't work that way. There's unity in identity. So how, how, do, we, how do we have an identity as sons and daughters? We got to believe. Come on, when you believe that he's Papa and he loves you and we're all sons and daughters, how can we not walk around and just let that flow out of us and be like, you're a believer, I love you. <laughs> and I love them too, but I love you. Like, it's awesome. Like, good jersey. You know, I, I wear a lot of shirts. A lot of my shirts have sayings all over them. Man, it's Yahweh, yes, I'm, I'm wearing anything that describes me as a Christian. <laughs> because I like people coming up and going, man, that's an awesome shirt. I'm like, man, yeah, where's yours? Like, I would have gave you a hug if you had one. Because when you just hug regular people, they get a little weird. They figure it out real quick when you're hugging them. <laughs> that they're like, this guy must be a Christian. <laughs> that's how it should be, though. You know, you, when you walk into work, people should be going, watch it, that's the hugger. <laughs> they love everybody. That's a Christian. But think about that. If we walked in unity like that, you know the power that's in that? The roar that comes out of us? When we're, when we're coming together, and I know we all have different levels of that. I'm not saying, there, look, not everybody's a hugger. I mean, Jim Paul is. He loves people walking up and giving. <laughs> I learned that real quick. <laughs> got to wait. Got to be invited. <laughs> Personal space. Walk with a bubble. What I'm saying, though, is that we are. We are beloved. We're all saved by the same gospel. We all have it in us. And we need to act that way. We need to love that way. Not only in this family, but other families. Galatians 3, 23, 24. says, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Right. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. There you go. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> That's it. It's all gone. All that stuff that wants to divide us is gone. We are all together as one family. He wants us to walk in unity. All right, let's see. Philippians, there's another one. I've put a lot of scripture in here because I want to prove all this to you, how big unity is. So Philippians 2, 
1 and 2. It says, is there any encouragement? Okay, I love this because I love the questions. When I get a question in the Bible, I just, I'm like, hmm. It says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? I'd like to add, if so. If so, then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. If there's any of that, I mean, come on, is anybody encouraged? <laughs> if there's any comfort from his love, if there's any fellowship together with his spirit, all that, we should be working together in unity to do life together and to help change this world. And that's, that's what we're here to do. Okay, so unity starts with identity. Means we do things together. Imagine that. We get to be together. Can't isolate ourselves. Can't put ourselves on an island. Now, I'll tell you this, and this is not out of a religious thing where I say, you got me here every single Sunday. I'm not talking about that. Okay, it, it, you, there's times that you... I just don't need to go to church. <laughs> you need to spend time with your family. You need to go place. You need a vacation. You need to take time off. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is don't put yourself so far out there that you're not doing anything. There's a lot of people that will say, I'm so connected with him, I don't need to go to church. I look at that two ways. Church is important because of fellowship. Church is important so you can be around other believers, so we can lift each other up, so we can pray for each other. I always say this. Maybe church wasn't for you to get something. Maybe it was for you to give something. Man, if you're, if you're that filled up, then you should be here. Because somebody's going to walk in that door that needs something. And because you chose to come, he gave the word to you. Now you get to go give it to them. And guess what? They might not get it if you didn't come. So this is nothing about, I, I believe wholeheartedly we can, we can sit at home. And I, man, I can have a great connection with him. I can worship him. I can read the Bible. I, I hear him clearly in my, in my back room. Man, I, I, but when I come in here, I can fellowship with other believers and we can pray together. We can do life together. Man, I, people can pray for you when you're struggling with stuff. They can, that's why it's important. It's not a religious duty. It's something we have to do as a family in unity to make sure we walk through the struggles in life. I mean, this is where the comfort and the peace and all that stuff comes from. We got to do that together. Hebrews 10 24 through 25 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So here you see, they said, don't neglect meeting together. Don't neglect getting together. doesn't mean that you can't be that person in your workplace and everywhere you go. But at some point, man, you got to come back to the family. You got to come back and let somebody just pour into you. You need to pour into somebody. You just need to sit in here and feel the presence. That's powerful. That's powerful. Like I said, I, don't, I can't have y'all come back on the same Sunday. We wouldn't fit in here. We got pretty good rotation. <laughs> I like it. I see people like on and off all the time. I'm like If everybody came in, we'd be standing in the foyer. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, I love y'all. I want to see you every weekend. But there's a lot of people that just don't come because they go, well, I don't need church. Yeah, you do. You need family. You need unity. You can't do it on your own. The Bible says it's not going to come by yourself. It's going to come in unity with other believers. So we got to make sure we do this. Next thing we need to do is stay humble. 
What'd I say? Pride was it. You gotta stay humble. It's in the Bible all over the place. Talks about it repeatedly. Why is it so important we stay humble? And we gotta be mindful of our own weaknesses. When you're in a family, when you're in a gathering like this, you can't think that you are holier than everybody. And the more you understand your own weaknesses, your own struggles, your own things, the easier it is to look at other people's and go, man, it's okay. We're going to get through that. Instead of going, I cannot believe that they did that. Really? Man, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we ain't pointing out everybody's faults. <laughs> I'm serious. So, so you got to humble yourself. Okay. And when you think about your own weaknesses, you're less likely to be kind of like put yourself in this self-righteous kind of position that you're better. And you're less judgmental about everybody else. And you just understand that, man, we live in life. We're going through it. And that's why we need each other to get through it. <laughs> right? We can't do it on our own. There has to be unity. It has to be grace. We got to move in this. I mean, think about this. Even Jesus rode a donkey. He didn't ride into town on the biggest horse. And, and No, he's not going to ride a donkey. Humbled himself. He says, we got to humble ourselves when we go into places. Value everybody else more than you value yourself. That's how you humble yourself. Look at everybody else and go, man, you're more important than me. Your feelings are more important than mine. What's going on in your life right now is more important than what's going on in my life. That's humbling yourself. Philippians 2, 3 through 5. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. There you go. Right back to him. <laughs> Resemble him. Have the same attitude that he had. So you need to humble yourself. We're almost done. You need to be gentle and kind. And this is hard. This is not, this is not easy all the time. You know why? Because as we're a family, the closer we get together as a family, especially with me, I'm naturally sarcastic. <laughs> so the closer we get, I like throwing zingers every once in a while just to let you know I love you which is usually good with the person that I'm doing it with. Like, I wouldn't do that if I didn't think they could handle it. What it's not good with is the person that was standing on the side that heard it. See, we got to be kind and gentle, even if you know you're playing. Because that person didn't know you was playing, and they said, man, that dude is a jerk. And what's that do? That fills it right up. Get that thing out, get that mallet out. Let's drive a wedge right in between everybody. Because now when I come to you and go, hey, man, just let me love on you and pray for you. Like, nah, dude, you're a jerk. <laughs> I saw how you treated that person. And now I'm backstepping going, hang on, you don't understand, we're friends. Oh, that's how you treat your friends? Well, then I don't need enemies, right? <laughs> like, you so good. No, we got to step away from that. So you got to be very careful with that. It's so close. When we, when we let our guards down, man, you never know who's watching. So we need to be kind and understanding. Be patient with each other. These are all coming right out of that scripture, by the way. 
I'm not making this up. It's all in the same scripture. Want me to read it again for y'all? It was in, let's see, all the way up top, I think Ephesians, where it said, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. I'm on patient. <laughs> Scroll back down to my patience. Be patient with each other. It means we got, we got to make allowances for everybody's faults. Make an allowance. <laughs> when I think of allowance, it's kind of weird because I think of like allowance is something you always get. Right? So it's like, and you can save it up. <laughs> so I make an allowance. <laughs> I'm like, that person didn't say anything today, but I'm going to start saving up that little bit of grace right there and that little bit of patience. <laughs> I'm going to build up a patient pot for that person because <laughs> I know that's my allowance for that person. And I know because it's coming. All right? So I got to have patience with everybody. We all got to have patience with each other because we understand it's hard. Like once again, you get a bigger family. It's easy. Look, we have it in a smaller. Look, we have it in my person, in your own family, your biological family. You got to have patience. That's huge, right? It's huge because not everybody gets it as fast as you. Not everybody's as free as you. Not everybody's as holy as you. Not everybody's as perfect as you. Can you believe that? So sometimes we just run into those moments when you're like, man, I can't believe everybody's not as good as I am. Patience. <laughs> Our job is to continue to love everybody in and through all that stuff. Patience means I don't know when it's going to get better, but I'm just going to sit around and love you. <laughs> it means that I, I've been dealing with it for years, and that's okay because I still love you, and I got to be patient because God's doing a good work. He's inside swirling things. He's getting things right. He's making things right, and we just got to be patient sometimes. And we got to work through conflict. That one wasn't in there. <laughs> but conflict is the number one thing that comes up in a family. I mean, think about it. Anywhere from any relationship you've ever been in, from dating to marriage, there's conflict. So why wouldn't it show up in, in a body of believers? How you handle conflict is so, so important. How we deal with that. Because, I mean, we're all so perfect and we're all so pleasant together and we're all so holy that, I mean, chances are we're going to run into some conflict somewhere. It could be a conflict of Nikki coming in with her Eagle shirt on. Instant conflict. Like my heart started doing this and I was like, what am I doing? That's conflict. Like I don't do that. I'm a Cowboys fan. Like, oh, conflict internally. Fly, Eagles, fly. But yeah, conflict. So the question is, how, how do you respond how do you work through that? That's huge. How we respond when things aren't lining up right, when you don't hear what you want to hear, when you, don't, when you don't get it your way, how are you responding to that? That's the big question because that's what's going to get you through everything from your marriage and any relationship with your kids or anything. Conflict is going to come. We're going to have it. This life, it's how we respond that makes the difference. So we actually... I'll, we like sharing this one, and anytime um, there's a stimulus and there's a response, and I share this many times because this is huge. Something will happen in your life as a stimulus. Something, you're gonna be like, "Whoa!" The next thing is a response. What do you do with that? You know. So if you're playing softball and someone runs you over, there's a stimulus of them running you over. 
the response is probably doing something pretty bad. In between that, you stop and you pray. In between that moment, you got to go, what, what would the Lord do right now? See, and we're not good at that all the time. We're not good at that all the time. But man, that is that pause. So I always say, instead of stimulus response, it's stimulus pause. <laughs> Take a moment and go, all right. That's probably not what I expected to hear at that moment. How should I respond? So that I don't offend, so I don't divide, so I don't drive a wedge into something. Man, this will work in your marriage. This will work with your kids. Because trust me, kids will wear you out. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> that wasn't the train I put you on. You sure came off a different person. <laughs> what happened? So you got to learn to pause real quick and be like, okay. Because every time's different, right? But in a family like this, in the body, uh, it's stimulus, pause, response. How do we handle conflict? You pause, figure out what's the best way to handle that and move forward. Okay, and we got to think about that big unity. Big church. Man, we get offended. <laughs> There's a difference of being offended. Like, it's, it's pretty easy to get offended. Somebody says something to you, it can offend you. It's are you walking in an offense? Because if, if you get offended, then you've got to learn to forgive and move on with life. But well, we do so many different things within a body, the big believers, that we don't like. And we start judging things and this and, and this. And I, I mean, I can't believe that those people are over there jumping up and down worshiping. I can't believe they got kids worshiping. I can't believe they got this. Big things that pop out of control. And, and if you respond that way, it causes conflict. And then people go, well, that's not right. And now we start taking our own personal opinions and applying it to something that God's just trying to do. If we would learn to take our personal opinions and put it through the filter of the Bible... <laughs> and go, whoa. I mean, picture that. Before you throw up on somebody with your verbal abuse, <laughs> why don't you throw it up in a jar and then pour it out through the filter of the Bible and see what comes out on the other end. There's a visual aid for you. It's probably not pleasant. Because once it comes out, you can't get it back, y'all. Once it comes out, you're stuck. Now you're just trying to dust it and clean it up. I got, I got a word for all that, but, you know, I, I, I use it, it, it. If it's throw up, it's throw up. <laughs> you ain't going to make it look any better. Once it's out, it's out. <laughs> ah. So we need to learn to talk. We need to learn to communicate. So it's okay to disagree in our family. It's okay to disagree in this family. It's okay to disagree in the big church family as long as we can communicate and we can still walk in unity and we can still carry his power and his love and we can still represent him in what we do. I mean, if every church was the same, little church, eh, that's not right. We all shouldn't be the same. We all, we all do different things. If there was only one way to go, we'd probably have a lot less crowd. So it's nice that you, that, 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 that you can go to different places and worship different ways and hear different messages and different pastors and prayer. That's all awesome. But we shouldn't get offended by them and we shouldn't get upset because of the way they do stuff. All right? All right. And it says at the end of that scripture in Ephesians, it says we are bound together with peace. 
That's a peace that surpasses all understanding. His peace is what binds us together. His peace. So you got to remember, that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to remove the peace. The enemy wants to drive in a wedge. And the enemy wants to destroy. Big church, little church, family, all of it. The enemy's always out there. If he can take away unity in any way, shape, or form, that's what he wants to do. Because unity makes us stronger. Unity brings us together. Unity brings the peace and the glory and the power. And that's why we got to have unity. That's why we got to strive for unity in who we are. That's why it's important we do things together. That's why it's important we have all the stuff I just talked about. We need to be united. United as a family, united as a church. We got to remember our identity. It starts with that. Identity and who we are as sons and daughters. Come on. Need to stay humble. Need to stay gentle. Need to stay kind. Need to be patient. Need to forgive. Need to walk this out. But most important, go right back to the top. We cannot forget who we are. Jesus is praying for us. He's been praying for us. And his prayer was that we would have unity. His prayer was that we could walk in that. His prayer was that that people would know his father sent him because of us. So what's that look like to an outsider? What's that look like to somebody that doesn't go to church? I've heard all the things. Well, them them Christians. <laughs> they can't even get together in their own church. Everybody arguing. Everybody fussing. It starts with unity. We come together, work together as a family, and love each other. Amen? Amen. You guys good with that? Come on. You get up there on the cameras, your arm tired yet, going back and forth. Way too much moving this morning. But here's the thing. We're getting ready to walk into, you know, Thanksgiving. We're getting ready to walk into a moment where you get to be back with family. I mean, we have a huge family gathering. Everybody comes over. Now you're around people that, man, sometimes, you know, you're just not used to being around them. You might not see eye to eye. You might not have the same values in, in what you do and how you do it. So how are you going to handle that? How are you going to walk in that? For some of you, that's easy. You're like, no, it's just love. We just love being around each other. It's just joyous and we have fun. Well, then somebody breaks something or spills something or, you know, there, there goes the best china, you know, because kids are kids. So think about that as we go into this holiday, this time where we're supposed to be thankful. We're supposed to sit around together and eat as a family. For some of you, you ain't got that family around. Some of you are are like, man, what do I do in this season when nobody's around? You ain't got anybody around? You need to call us. We'll bring you over. Come to our house. We'll do a big old fellowship. I don't care. You're not supposed to do it alone. We're supposed to do this together as one big family. All right? But think about that during this holiday season, even into Christmas and all that, when all everybody gathers, conflict will come. How we handle it. Stress comes. How do we handle it? And who are we trying to represent in everything we do? That is so, so important. So I want to leave us with that this morning. I want to pray for everybody. I'll invite Kevin up. I'll let, you know, Kevin's looking at me like, oh man, I guess this time. I'm not going to receive all. I'm going to let Kevin close this out. 
But I do want to pray, and then uh, we'll have our prayer partners at the crosses. If you need prayer in any of that, prayer in anything with unity or family or anything like that, then please don't hesitate to uh, to get prayer. That's huge. I'm telling you, that, that was the start of this whole thing was praying for each other. That's important. So, Father, I love you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you that you put us in a family that believes in this. I thank you that that we have unity, Lord, that we'll stand together on a, on a united front, Lord, for you. I thank you that you've charged us with that, that you've put that in us, Lord. So, so Father, be with us this week. Guide us and lead us. Touch our hearts. Open our eyes to those that we might have, you know, crossed off the list or counted out or whatever it might be, Lord. You just, you just open our eyes again to those that need you. They need your love. They need your patience. They, they need... They just need to be with you right now, Lord. So, Father, work in us and through us. Give us opportunities to share who you are. And, Father, we surrender all this to you. Have your way in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on up, Kev. Praise God. God is good. And all the time. Amen. It was kind of hot. All right. Um, that was such a good word. There's so many like different aspects and pieces of it. I'm like, wow, you know, um, I just love that. Pastor DJ stole that from me. How dare you? No, nah, I'm just kidding. I had been thinking about writing some stuff. Anyways, uh, you know, it's so cool though, because when Pastor DJ was talking about the glory and how his glory's in us. I always see a, uh, I, I told Pastor DJ about this, I always see a rose. You know how sometimes there'll be a bud, like right on the rose? Well, the entire rose is in that bud. It just hasn't opened yet. Well, God's entire manifest glory is in you. You just got to bloom, right? You just got to be willing. Like Pastor DJ was saying, you just got to be willing to show that, you know, to bloom. So... Uh, just good stuff. God is so good. Hey, listen, um, if you're new here, maybe it's your second or third time here at, at the gathering place, uh, we're a little different. <laughs> uh, we believe in giving to God with all of our hearts, with all of our hearts. And if you don't, uh, you know, feel comfortable, then that's okay. Seriously. I know, I mean, you may have, ever, you know, heard that before, but here it's true. Um, giving to us is, is worship. Uh, so if you don't want to give to God with, you know, with that worship, it's okay. Don't keep it. Be blessed. We would rather you give to God with all your heart or even just offer yourself and say, God, I love you. I may not have enough to give. I have to pay bills, but I give to you what I have. And God will bless that. He will bless your heart. You know, there's an amazing story in the Bible where this guy, he goes up to the, he goes up to the temple to pray. You guys heard that story? And there's a Pharisee in there. Oh, I always get emotional. There's a Pharisee in there and he's like, God, I thank you that I'm not like these terrible people, these tax collectors. I give and I, you know, I tithe and I'm holier than art thou, right? And there's this tax collector and he's just sitting there and he won't even look up in heaven. He's just pounding his chest. He's like, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. You know, he, he just knows that he's a sinner and he's not holier than our thou and he's just looking down. And I feel like the sinner could probably hear that guy. 
He could probably hear that Pharisee saying, I thank you, you know, because they like to be loud. I thank you that I'm not like these terrible people, these peasants. And he's just pounding his chest. I'm not even worthy to look up at you. I'm sorry that forgive me, Lord. And Jesus says, who do you think left justified? Who do you think left forgiven? And Jesus said it was the tax collector, not the Pharisee. So this morning, as we get ready to give, just know it's all about your heart. Give with all of your heart. He loves you. He loves you. So go ahead and stand to your feet as we get ready to pray for this offering and we get ready to just seal this service. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father, we thank you. Father, this morning, this afternoon, we choose to give with all of our hearts. God, we give because you gave first. We give because we love you. We don't give out of a religious duty. We give because we love you and we love to give, God. We're thankful, so thankful of what you've done in our lives. Thankful of where you brought us from, God. Thank you, God. This morning, we give to you. We love you. We give you our hearts, our minds, God. We thank you so much. We thank you, God. We know that we cannot outgive you. God, we give with faith. We give with love. We give with expectation that you are going to do mighty things through this giving, Father. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the believers said, Amen, amen. Go ahead, put your hands together. Come on. Man, God is good, guys. God is so, so good. Hey, listen, uh, this morning, don't leave if you still need prayer. Okay, if there's still prayer, if you need prayer, there's prayer partners at the uh, crosses. All right, but other than that, I'm gonna be in the foyer for any men that wanna help me real quick. I love you guys. God bless you. We will see you next week.